Hello. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Castro Files. It's been a little bit. I was going to say, it feels a little weird, like I haven't done this in a little while. I know, right? We've yeah. got some good stories for you guys yes. tonight or this yes. afternoon or whenever you're watching the show. But thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, first and foremost, just get a little business out of the way. Go out, like, subscribe to the channel, do those yes. things. If you like the audio, versions of all of this good stuff go out check us out on itunes and spotify give us a review out there and we're on every other channel as well Correct. so you can check us out out there yeah. as well finally instagram you can go out to our the uh castro files instagram you can find all the photos from the show so i post them out there every week after the show goes out whichever show it is right um and you can check those out Correct. and with that also We've got some cool merch out there. We just got some. We're waiting on some to come back into our house to get our greedy little hands Grabby on little it. hands yeah, on Yeah, so them. check yeah. it out. We've got some tumblers and some cool shirts and stuff like that. Fun stuff. Find those yeah. big alien head on it. Everybody loves it. It's really aliens. cute. I love it. I can't wait to get my wine tumbler. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll show it off next time. Yes. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Beth. To me. You've got the control on I this do. episode. So, so what are we talking about? I'm going to be talking about the, Nyata, the, the Nevada <laughs> Triangle. Kicking it off. Um, you know, we've all heard about the Bermuda Triangle, which is on the east side of the nation, the east coast, Florida area out. Uh, this is actually on the west coast, and it is um, what they call the Nevada Triangle, and it's a trap in the mountains is what it's kind of. A trap in a the trap mountains. trap in the mountains. So, okay. um, so the trap. The triangle is typically defined as Las Vegas, Nevada, and the southeast to Fresno, California, okay. and the west and Reno, Nevada at the top. Within this rugged wilderness is the mysterious top secret Area 51, along with dozens of conspiracy theories that include UFOs and paranormal activities surrounding the Air Force Base. Similar theories have long been considered regarding the Nevada Triangle. So um, that's just to give you a little bit of idea of where it's at. So I'm going to tell you. We'll throw a map up of, yes. of the actual triangle um, for you as well. Ten strange facts about the Nevada Triangle. So this right. is really kind of cool. So in addition being the location of the famous top, streaket, top secret Air Force Base that I just mentioned, Nevada Desert also carries even deeper secrets, especially when it comes to missing planes. In fact, it's, the, it's estimated that about 2,000 planes have gone missing just in the last 60 years. This area is, again, called the Nevada Triangle and known as the graveyard for planes. Many of those who have gone missing in the Triangle have been highly experienced pilots, so what's making them seemingly vanish into thin air? Strange things happen to equipment inside the Nevada Triangle, which includes compasses that go haywire and plane ignitions that fail. There are many theories to what's causing all of these dip disappearances, from simple pilot error to mountain waves and downdrafts to Area 51 and aliens. While some of the crash sites have been found, other crashes, uh, other crashes disappear and have never been solved or even located. A couple weeks ago, we told you, um, so this is a previous story, um, so we're going to go ahead and go over those top 10 things now. So the number 10, uh, location of the Nevada Triangle. Uh, the Nevada Triangle forms from Las Vegas, Nevada, to southeast Fresno, California, to, west, to the west up to Reno, Nevada at the top. The Sierra Nevada mountain range ditches 400 miles from Nevada to California and to locate right inside of the Deadly Triangle. Okay. There are three famous parks inside the Triangle, which are Yosemite, Sequoia, and Kings Canyon National Park. The Sierra Nevada mountain range is a very remote area with more than 25,000 miles of mountain, desert, and rugged wilderness. 
There are exceptionally high mountain peaks with with Mount Whitney having the highest point in the contiguous United States, measuring at 14,505 feet. These treacherous areas make it exceptionally hard, if not impossible, to find many of the planes that have vanished over the years. Number nine, the disappearance of thousands of planes. Over the past six years, as we mentioned before, approximately 2,000 planes have gone missing in the Nevada Triangle. That averages out to a staggering three disappearances each and every month. What's even more alarming is the fact that the majority of these planes have never been found. No wreckage and no human remains. It's as if they vanished into thin air. The most famous area on the planet where planes and boats have gone missing is the Bermuda Triangle. However, the total number of aircrafts that have gone missing in the Nevada Triangle have greatly outnumbered those that have been reported missing in the Bermuda Triangle. In fact, there have been around 30 unsolved cases of aircrafts and or marine disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle since the late 1800s. That's a far smaller number than the 2,000 vanished planes in the Nevada Triangle in just the last 60 years. Area 51. The most famous secret airbase is that of Area 51 and coincidentally, or maybe not, is located inside the Nevada Triangle. One one possible theory as to why so many planes go missing in that area is because of the heavily guarded military base. It's impossible to get close to Area 51 without being stopped by armed guards, but what would happen if a plane got too close to the base? Shoot it down. It would most likely be shot down. Or aliens are going to take it out, one or the other. A more far-fetched but popular theory is that since the base is widely thought to have housed UFOs, the disappearances in the area may be contributed to paranormal activity or even aliens, just like you mentioned. While the explanation of military drills and experiments that have gone tragically wrong are to blame for several military plane crashes and death, it still does not explain the reason why countless other aircrafts have gone missing that weren't even flying in the general area. Number seven, what happened to Gambler Special? On February 18, 1969, Hawthorne, Nevada Airlines Flight 708 nicknamed the Gambler Special, was traveling from Long Beach to Burbank and then to Hawthorne, bringing people to gamble and have fun. The aircraft went missing along with 35 people who were on board the plane, 32 passengers and three crew members. During the search effort, five more people died. The wreckage was finally found at Mount Whitney, the highest mountain in the Sierra Nevada. Oddly enough, after examining the wreckage, there was no evidence of any mechanical or electrical electrical uh, malfunction so it's unclear as to what caused the plane to crash just the plane looked fine right I, well, obviously there, it was crashed but there was nothing ever started going haywire right. something happened yeah right i've never heard of the gambler special me neither when a man hiked to the exact spot of the crash he found a tube of lipstick laying on the ground along with some mascara which was surprisingly still wet inside he also found shiny coins that were most likely from the slot machines and even more tragic a stewardess jacket but it doesn't say like is that all they found I would have, uh, maybe that's what they found left behind after they cleaned up maybe. the wreckage or something. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny because the mascara was still wet. Like, it was it still recent. had moisture yeah. in it enough. It hadn't dried out or whatever. Exactly. And and it can dry out pretty quickly. So, I, you know. Well, I'm, like, thinking about all the lipsticks you have in, like, a box downstairs underneath your... It's in a makeup bag, yeah. <laughs> uh, the missing B-50... The B-24 bomber. One of the earliest planes that had been reported missing was on December 5th, 1943, when a B-24 bomber disappeared. It was on a routine night training mission that began from Fresno, California to Bakersfield, California, then to Tucson, Arizona, and back. The bomber was carrying a pilot, 2nd Lieutenant William Trevi, and co-pilot, 2nd Lieutenant Robert M. Hester, along with four crew members, 2nd Lieutenant William Thomas Cronin, 2nd Lieutenant Ellis H. Fish, 
Sergeant Robert Bercy and Sergeant Howard A. Wendke. That's a really hard name. Um, the search for the missing aircraft and its passengers started the next day with nine B-24 bombers that were out looking for them. Things got even more tra- tragic when one of those bombers carrying squadron commander Captain William Darden along with his crew also went missing during the search. His plane wasn't found until 1955, oh. so that is what would we say 43 to 50 so 12, 12. years later when Huntington Lake R- Reservoir was drained in order to make repairs to the dam at 190 feet below the water five crew members were still sitting in their stations inside the aircraft two of the members however parachuted from the plane and survived they stated that the pilot must have mistakenly thought the water was frozen and decided that it was a good place to land the plane but it was in fact not and the bomber ended up at the bottom of the lake Seems kind of weird. Like, why, why would he think it was frozen? And why would he want to land on the lake? Unless, I mean, if, if there was a mechanical Maybe, malfunction but and he's like, oh, I got B-24s it. B-24s land on water? I don't know how big a B-24. We'll have to Google I guess, that. And I guess yeah. if he thought it was frozen, it would hold the weight of the plane and he could put his tires down on it. But... Yeah, I'm looking real quick. I mean, it, no, that's like a four engine. It's big, right? It's a big... Yeah, yeah. we'll share a picture of like what that size is. That's, that's a big plane. Yeah. The, bomb, the B-24 bomber that had originally gone missing on December 5th was finally found in July 1960 when geological survey researchers found the wreckage in and near a lake that is known as Hester Lake. So that one took even longer. Yeah. That one took, um, 55 was 12, so 17 years for that, them to find that wreckage. Yeah. Uh, the, number five, the 1957 disappearance of a training jet. On May 9, 1957, yet another military plane went missing when Air Force Lieutenant David Steves was flying a T-33 training jet from Hamilton Air Force Base near San Francisco on its way to Arizona. When he and his plane weren't found after an extensive search, he was officially declared dead. However, 54 days later, the pilot made his way to a camp in Kings Canyon National Park. He said that something in his plane had exploded and he had to eject from the aircraft. During the landing, he badly injured both ankles and had to drag his parachute with him to keep warm as he crawled more than 20 miles in freezing temperatures at a high altitude for 15 days without food or shelter. That dude was tough. Yeah, most people wouldn't have lasted. Yeah, that He long. then found an abandoned National Park Service cabin where he found some food to eat and was able to fish and hunt and gather until he gathered enough strength to keep it on going and eventually found civilization. In 19... 19- Finally, in 1977, some Boy Scouts found the canopy of his jet, but no signs of the wreckage has ever been found. So, so he, he yeah, and why was he? Why did nobody find him when they went searching for the plane? Yeah. So yeah, he was injured and down, but if they were extensively you searching the area, yeah, you have an idea of where I mean, of where he to, went down. I guess if it's that rugged and remote, maybe. But it's like the United States, right? We've flown over every. Inch well, and you of can kind of get a feel. I imagine Even like back then where they were last their last communication was mm-hmm. where they were at in conjunction Using to the geography or yeah, something you know yeah. other number four other mysterious disappearances while this last while this list mentions several of the more famous disappearances in the nevada triangle there are countless others to to mention that and here are just a couple of them in 1941 lieutenant Leonard C. Linden was flying his Army Fighter Squadron over the mountains when he had to parachute out of his aircraft. He landed within a mile of where the plane supposedly crashed, which was in a remote Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park, 
but to this day, no wreckage has ever been located. He claimed to have seen the craft go down, so he basically knew where the crash site would have been, but it's as if it had vanished in thin air. In August of 64, a wealthy real estate developer named Charles Ogle took off from Oakland, California, but vanished on his way to Las Vegas. He was a trained pilot with the Marine Corps, so he definitely didn't lack experience. Neither he nor his plane was ever found. Are the mountains to blame? Some people believe there is a natural phenomenon called a mountain wave that causes all of the planes to crash in the Nevada Triangle. The phenomenon is airflow that is caused by unpredictable winds and downdrafts. There's definitely unpredictable winds over the mountains, which can cause sudden and severe thunderstorms that include very strong winds. Mm. The mountains run perpendicular to the jet stream, which can cause major problems when combined with high peaks and wedge-shaped ridge. Or range, I'm sorry. The downward drafts and strong winds that it can create can be exceptionally dangerous for small planes, tossing them quickly towards the ground. So almost like a downdraft, down. right? Yeah yeah. 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 Like living in Phoenix, because the air is so thin, we've had where you just drop. Yeah. You know, because it's so hot. And, and I cursed it right really loud cry. voice at the top of my lungs yeah. for the first time it happened to me. Um, yeah, so, that makes sense coming off where mm-hmm. you normally get an uplift and it's just forcing yep. the air back down. Yeah. It's also like it forces you down too. Even harder when you're landing, mm-hmm. it forces. So I could see that causing some accidents there too. Yeah. So Microburst and Delta Flight 191. Excuse me. In August 2nd of 1985, Delta Airlines Flight 191 descended towards the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. However, less than a mile from the runway, it crashed into two water tanks, killing 137 people and injuring 20 others. It was determined that the downdraft, or the microburst, had caused the crash. Obviously, this has nothing to do with the Nevada That's Triangle itself. That's what I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Or just to illustrate how microbursts could be responsible okay. for at least some of the plane's disappearances. The microburst is a small downdraft that moves opposite than a tornado and is found during very strong thunderstorms. They have very strong winds that can last anywhere from several seconds to several minutes, and the strength of the winds can even knock over full-grown trees. Winds can sometimes rush down at 400 feet per minute and more uh, or more in the Sierra Nevada and then bounce up even faster, which will cause a plane to crash. So it's kind of almost like you're bouncing all over the place, right? So the last and biggest one is Steve Fawcett's disappearance. Okay. Um, some of you guys may have heard of this because it was kind of a big deal. This is recent. This happened in 2007. Okay. So the most famous disappearance in the Nevada Triangle is that of American businessman Steve Fawcett. Fawcett was widely recognized for setting several aviation world records, as well as being the first person who flew nonstop around the planet in a hot air balloon all by himself. He was definitely an adventurer who also loved sailing. On September 3rd of 2007, he was flying his single-engine Blanca Super Decathlon over Nevada's Great Basin Desert when it vanished. There was an extensive search for him in his plane, but his wreckage was not found. Although searchers did come from across several other, sorry, while uh, although searchers did come across other crashes sites among the plane and found many missing planes, after a month, the search of Fawcett was called off. The following year. A hiker found his identification cards out in the wilderness, and we have a picture of those. Yeah. A couple of days later, they found his crash site, which was around 65 miles from where he had originally taken off. About a month later, two bones were discovered around a, a mile and a half from the crash site that were later tested and proven to be faucets. So where's the rest of them? That's all they found. And it's it got to be like wolves or bears it, or something. Something took the rest of them. Maybe. And, and it just 
spread them out. You know, and those I mean? just like, happen to be the two they find. You no, know, it's just like a animal carcass if we're at the ranch or something, right. and we leave something out there. It's gone. It's gonna get for eaten. the most part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, animals will eat everything. Still, that's crazy that's though. Crazy. Like you would think you would have found more bones, but no, nope, just two. Yeah. After his plane was thoroughly examined, there was no evidence found that it suffered any type of equipment malfunction. So why did such an experienced pilot crash his plane? The theory behind the crash is that one of the extreme downdrafts of 400 mile per hour winds, which Foss's plane wouldn't have stood a chance against. Right. Um, and that's that's my story. That's stories. Yeah. So question: Can yeah. you go back to the beginning? Which sure. are, which parks was it? It was Yosemite, yes, Sequoia, um, and something. Because uh, I was kind of curious, and I'm like, with you know how there's so many people missing in national parks and stuff like that. I was kind of like, I ne- I've never heard of the Nevada Triangle. Right. And Yosemite. Yosemite, Sequoia, and Kings Canyon. Okay, give me national one parks. second. I just found the article. Okay. So Sequoia, this is as of 17 as well. I guarantee it's way higher. Or maybe not way higher, but, but it's, it's gone considerably up. higher. So Sequoia, or Yosemite had... As of 2017, 233 missing people never found. Wow. Sequoia had 138 missing people never found. Since 17? Since as of 2017. That's what I'm saying. As of. As of. Okay. So we've got five years. Over the years. Yeah. Right. And then the last one you said was Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. And that was in here. I just got to find it. Uh, Kings Canyon, another 138 people. So you're looking at 500 plus people, 600 people that have gone missing in uh, the, in those parks over time. I wonder how much that's gone up. Right. So I just happened to go. I was just Googling. Cause it's kind of like, cool to think about well, it. It's like the missing four and one yeah. stories we've talked to or, or that are out there. Right. And we've talked about people just disappear. disappear. Well, right. these are people and planes. And, and what's kind of weird is that yeah. they do find them, but they find them like years later. Like, not Why? you know yeah. not not while they're actually trying to find the plane or the person, but years the, the after the crash. I can understand, right? For some That's mechanical, sunk. yeah. I would love to know. What made why? him think that, yeah. you know, and why like radio back like, and hey, why he would try to land if he obviously wasn't um, familiar with the lake. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have known Depending it wasn't frozen. And why would he decide he wanted to land there? And like I said, the picture and you'll see is two a guys plane. like they were like the hell with this. I'm, I'm jettisoning out, out of here, so you know, and something happened. So they had enough time to bail knowing that, no, this is going to. We're going down. Yeah, this isn't going to work out well. This isn't going to end well for any of us. So keep that in mind, kids, when you go out to... When you go to Vegas, Vegas, baby. Just beware. Yeah. Like maybe Uh, fly from Phoenix direct to Vegas, because I don't think you go... Yeah, I don't think you fly over the... Do you fly? I don't know. I have no idea. You just go straight over the desert. I don't know. I I wonder what it is from here here to Vegas, though. I mean, I did it almost two years ago, but... yeah. So yeah. great story. That's Thanks. cool. It's just an I thought interesting it was just one. really kind of cool. Especially Southwest. A lot of people start yeah. coming out there this time right. of year. Right, exactly. And it yeah. was just kind of, I had never heard of it. Neither did I. And so when I was like looking, I was looking for something else completely different. And then I came across that. I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah, and it's got aliens. Come yeah. on. I mean. It's also got Area 51, right? The, well, now. And I wonder if that's a lot of what kind of makes things go haywire from brains to Probably. mechanical <laughs> issues. You know, like. Like they just the beacon homing, the alien scrambled. beacon homing thing, you know, is, yeah. So um, I just thought it was a cool story. So awesome. I wanted to share Thank it with you so guys. much. That was great. Yeah, Appreciate it. Of course. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Castro Files. Hope we will catch you it. next time. Go out and, like I said, like, subscribe if you don't mind. Sharing is caring. It. So share us as well. Oh, geez.
buddies. With your buddies. Yep. Sharing is caring. Cheers. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye.